It's a special Ask Roulette call-in on WFMU starting right now. The phones are open for you to ask a stranger any question at all. Ask a stranger a question, any question at all, 201-209-9368. That's 201-209-9368. I'm Jody Avergan, host of Ask Roulette. Now, this usually happens in front of a live audience, usually at Housing Works Bookstore in Manhattan, but during this WFMU special. It's just sort of this undefined sea of faceless WFMU listeners. But if you want to talk to each other, this is the time. As long as you have a phone and a question you want to ask a stranger, you're all set. 201-209-9368. Thank you to Christy for asking me to fill in tonight. He assures me that the regular listeners will have plenty to ask each other. Thanks to station manager Ken. We've got Andrea on the board. Who's on the Nick the Bard is screening call. So we've, everyone's here. Okay, so here's a little bit more about how Ask Roulette works. If you have a question you want to ask, call in and we'll pair you with a fellow listener. First, you answer a question from a stranger. Then you get to turn around and ask another stranger a question of your own. And this creates this little chain of answers and questions, questions and answers. On and on we go forever and ever or at least until 7 p.m., or when Ken is listening, freaks out, gets in his car, drives here, and pours hot coffee all over the board uh, because he'd rather just make it stop. 201-209-9368 for the Ask Roulette call-in on WFMU. 201-209-9368 to ask a stranger any question at all. Uh, calls are starting to come in, but when we say... Any question, we really do mean any question. It can be a small question, like what's the best way to cook eggs or something big, like do you think aliens exist? Last time we did it, we got a great variety of calls. We got kids. Some kids called in with important things to say about current movies and high cuisine. Uh, Some adults called in, and the adults had things to say about surgery to replace your genitalia. So I don't know who the adults were, who the kids were, but it doesn't matter. 201-209-9368. Another class of questions that's always a big hit, advice. So if you've got a dilemma, who can better help you through something than a completely random person listening to the radio can give you relationship advice, food advice, love advice, whatever. 201-209-9368. Don't overthink this. Pick up the phone. We're certainly not overthinking it here. 201-209-9368. Okay, let's, let's get things going. WFMU, you're on the you're on the air. You there? Hi, this is uh, this is Branson from Story Pirates. Branson from Story Story Pirates, friends of Ask Roulette, because our usual uh, musician house band Eli Bolin is also a founding member of the Story Pirates. Hi, Branson. Um, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? I absolutely am, yeah. Okay. Before that happens, though, you have to answer a question from me to get this chain started. So, Branson, I'm going to ask the question. Obviously, there's none to someone else on the line. Uh, what's the worst nickname you've ever had? Oh, the worst nickname I've ever had? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. When I, was, uh, when I was in eighth grade, I went to summer camp, and uh, one of the counselors uh, told me that my eyes looked like um, – I had like devil eyes, so the they they started calling me Lucifer, and by that afternoon it had shortened to Lucy. So for the next two weeks, uh, as an eighth grader that was going around being called Lucy by everybody, I hated it. <laughs> you could not get it's such a started out so badass, and then it just quickly devolved into Lucy. It could have been fur. 
which would have been yeah. even better. Well, I kept than trying because, like, yeah, Lucifer. I mean, it's great. I thought that ruled. I was like, let's keep that one alive, and it immediately they forgot about it. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that. What do they call you now? Uh, I mean, my name's Branson, so it doesn't usually necessitate a nickname. Gotcha. Um, okay, you ready to ask a stranger a question? Yes, I am. All right, WFMU, you're on the air. Who's this? Is this Joe? Hello? Joe? Hi, this is Joe. Hi, Joe. Say hello to Branson. Or Hi, Branson. How Lucy. Are you? Hey, Joe. Lucy, say hello to Joe. All right. And uh, Branson, ask your question. Uh, Joe, my question for you, it's, uh, it's an either or, uh, I want to know, you got two options here. You can either receive $5,000, but, uh, the $5,000 is all in nickels and you can't, you can't change it from nickels. If you ever try to convert it into something else, all the money's going to disappear. Or, uh, you have the ability to double jump, which means that you can jump once in the air and then while you're in midair, you can just jump again. Uh, so you can get really high with, with jumps. Uh, but the double jump, when you do it, it makes a really spooky sound, and sometimes you have nightmares about the sound. <laughs> huh. Did you get all that, Joe? Are I you writing that down? A lot of caveats there. Um, I'm going to say that if I had my way, I would uh, – here's the thing. I used to actually – actually, I still do. Uh, in my in my last job at uh, the Onion, I ran a bodega uh, out of my office at, called Joe's Cold Beverages, and – I would people would pay for you know soda and uh, you know snacks with a lot of change, and I would go to my local pet food store and buy cat food with rolled change. So I am not unaccustomed to having a lot of uh, a lot of you know a lot of change and paying for things with change. I'm not embarrassed to pay for things with change. Uh, the prospect of being haunted by nightmares for whatever reason, I think I think that there's a lot more. There's definitely more of a net positive to being having five thousand dollars no matter what the denomination than there would be to uh having uh to having a uh, something that would periodically give me nightmares and you know make it horrible roaring slurping or whatever sound if i double jumped plus i don't really i can't really think of a whole lot of occasions where i'd want to use a double jump it would be fun for a while but you know the novelty would wear out pretty soon i think that's a pretty i think that's yeah that seems fair all right but what's a double jump branson because the double jump is like, um, like say that you're just like on flat earth and like you jumped once. You get like max, you're probably going to get like three feet off of that uh, jump. A double jump, while you're at the crest of that jump, you can you don't need to be standing on anything extra. Right, you can right. just jump again. You can get twice as high with your jumps. If J- you're like trapped somewhere great. or something, I think I'd choose that. Um, all right, Branson, thank you very much. And I will say, Branson mentioned he's from the Story Pirates. Story Pirates having a benefit this Friday night. You can go to storypirates.org for uh, tickets. They're a great organization. As I said, friends of Ask Roulette because Eli Bolin, our house band, is a founding member of the Story Pirates. And another friend of Ask Roulette is Joe. Joe, you, you dropped in that you used to work at The Onion there very subtly. How often do you do that in just uh, standard I, conversation? I, I guess I don't, uh, I don't do it a whole lot anymore. Um, <laughs> I certainly did a lot more when I was at the Onion, but uh, I don't really, you know, I, I mean, I was a, this was a substantial part of my life. I was there for 19 years, uh, so I guess I, you know, I will mention I would, it once in a while. I would have mentioned I, it five times by now if I had that job. But this <laughs> is Joe Garden, formerly of the Onion. He's currently writer producer for Thing X, which is a website owned by Adult Swim. He's been on Ask Roulette before, and Joe, thank you very much for joining us as the first special guest on tonight's WFMU special. Well, 
thanks for having me, Jody. I'm happy to do this again. Uh, I, had, I've, I had a great. I had a lot of fun last time, and I am hoping for fun as well, uh, fun again. So. So we have a caller on the line. You're going to get to ask them your question. But first, I'm just going to ask you a few random questions pulled okay. from a hat, uh, and, we'll, and then we'll get a chance to uh, ask a stranger your question. What is the worst movie you ever saw in the theaters? The worst movie I ever saw in the theater would be the Doors movie, uh, the Oliver Storm Doors movie. Here's the thing. I was in college. It was a free screening, and it meant you sort of had to wait in line. And to me, like, a free screening is of a movie was kind of like the Holy Grail. It's like, you don't get free screenings very often. Like, you can pay for a movie uh, and be unhappy with it, but, uh, but to, like, but to, for me, like, being unhappy with a free screening made me very, very, uh, I was kind of upset. I actually I hated it so much I walked out. And to me, walking out of a free screening meant a lot more <laughs> than me walking out of a movie I paid for. I'd uh, say so. so. What was what made it so terrible? I don't think I, I didn't see it. I think it, you know. I think it's just like it, it was just like it was a very. I mean, it was, had the same problem in a lot of Oliver Stone movies. It was a very, you know, it was, it was chock full of like you know romanticization of the '60s and you know the you know oh this is the generation that got it right and you know uh, and Jim except Morrison, for the magic bullet genius. part. Yeah. Yes, except for that. Well, I mean, he, he said, that was an alternate history. You know, oh, just, yes. It could have happened. But it's, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, that, I mean, so that's the thing. It's like the thing that bugged me is just like, I mean, I, just the, the, the story I didn't think was that compelling and the things that they did to make it compelling just made me really annoyed with uh, that, sort of, that sort of narcissistic hedonism of the 60s as, being, as portrayed by Oliver Stone at least. Gotcha. Joe, uh, we're going to ask a few more questions, but there are some phone lines open, 201-209-9368, if you want to get in on this chain of questions and answers. If you have a question you want to ask a stranger, any question at all, 201-209-9368. Joe Garden, what is one personality trait you know you got from a parent? Well, I guess, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a personality trait. I guess, you know, I inherited ADHD from my dad. Um, I also inherited sort of like this uh, compulsion to, like, to sort of like pick things up that are just like, you know, may not have any real value or may, you know, uh, may not have like an actual, like, I can see potential in things. Like, I can use this to do this, and then that thing will sit in my house for it's a while. It's called hoarding, Joe. It's called hoarding. It is called hoarding, but I am not, uh, I am not a hoarder. Um, <laughs> I can say that you I also have, got like, denial from your parents, apparently. <laughs> I, have, I have, let's just put it this way, I have a carefully checked uh, uh, compulsion to hoard, or I have the compulsion to hoard that I don't actually indulge in. How about that? Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that would be it. I wish I got my mom's organizational skills and her drive to do things like uh, to keep herself busy and gardening. Uh, I guess I also got my, my dad's uh, – I guess I also got my dad's uh, singing in public uh, thing. He always uh, – he would always sing uh, songs from Jesus Christ Superstar. He would sing uh, Hava Nagila, except for he would sing Hava Nagila, Hava Two Nagilas, Hava Three Nagilas. They're pretty small. <laughs> things like that. Uh so that's uh, that's what I got from my dad. I think I think that you know, and it served me well so far. Joe, have you ever actually truly feared for your life? Um, 
I've been involved in a couple car accidents, and I don't think I really, you know, I don't think I have. You know, I, I guess there have been some, you know, like there, like I said, there have been car accidents. There's been airplane turbulence. Uh, there's been uh, some things that have sort of startled me, but I, you know, but I righted myself fairly quickly. And so I guess I haven't really been afraid for my life, which is sort of a, I guess, sort of a luxury in a way, you know. I never thought that there was like there was ever going to be a, a time when I was in a situation that it was where I was weighing over my head. Um, although, you know, there's I mean that's like that I mean I'm I'm comparing this to uh, George Saunders who talked about how he, you know, had a, was in, on an airplane that had a like an engine fire, right. and he thought he was going to die, and he 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 had all these things in his mind that you know beforehand like oh you know if I ever you know. I wonder, I will probably be able to make peace with myself or peace with things. Right? And he's just like everything he thought he would go through went out the window. And nothing I ever really thought about death went out the window. So that's so I'd have to say no. I and I'm fortunate in that respect. And I think I think a lot most people are probably. The, I remember when this question first got asked at an Ask Roulette, and it made me stop because I think you know when you truly think about it. Thankfully, a lot. Um, most of us have not fully come face to face with a moment where I could be dead in the next, you know, in the next moment. We live relatively comfortable lives. Most of us, thankfully. Uh, of the five senses, which would you give up? Um, There's five, right? Yeah. Five senses. Uh, I think I would give up. I would give up smell, even though that's, that's linked with taste. Uh, I like, you know, I think touch protects me more than smell does. I think uh, I think taste gives me too much, you know, gives me too much actual pleasure. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it would probably have to be, uh, I would have to give up uh, smell. I mean, I'm not a... Living in this area, you would you would miss out on a lot of stuff that you'd probably be pretty happy <laughs> about missing out on. Yeah, living in well, living in New York or walking in Manhattan in the summertime, I miss out on the garbage on garbage scent. I miss out on my my next door neighbor's uh, particularly strong strain of marijuana that he smokes. And oh, when the fan is blowing in, uh, it uh, you know it really smells like an actual skunk is walking uh, in my backyard. That's like weed that's so good that it smells bad. Is yeah. that possible? I think it. I think it probably is. I. Uh, I'll ask him next time. I'm sure he would love to engage me in a conversation about the marijuana he's about the pot smoking. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure he would. Know, one thing about uh, one thing about marijuana smokers, they're always remarkably social when they're high. Um, so yeah, so I guess yeah, I don't think I would miss out as much if I had if I lost my sense of smell. All right, one more question, and then we will. Uh, you'll get a chance to ask a stranger a question. There are. A couple phone lines open, 201-209-9368. If you want to join Ask Roulette, 201-209-9368. Joe, this is, I think, the classic, would you rather be able to do this or this? Would you rather be able to fly or become invisible? And I don't know why these two are always paired against each other, but it feels like since I was eight years old, these, these have been the options. I, it's funny, a friend of mine has, like, I can't even come up with an answer better than my friend Charles Starr did. Uh, so I couldn't, I will just, like, all I will do is repeat the answer he gave. And this is the answer that uh, endeared him to his wife, his now wife. Oh. Uh, they were at a party and somebody asked him, and uh, Charles was a comedian and a, uh, and a lawyer and a father uh, and a loving husband. And uh, 
he said, well, it depends. You know, uh, everybody thinks that flying would be easy, but it would be like swimming. Would you just have to be moving all the time? It seems like it would be very exhausting, uh, and, you know, it wouldn't really you'd be so tired that it would just not really be worth it. So I think I would probably take invisibility. Um, and I think uh, I would agree with that. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty, that's something I hadn't. Uh, you think heard. flying would, is a, t- is a chore? I think, so? flying would, I think flying would be a chore. I mean, it, to keep yourself aloft, you know, and if you get tired, if you're, if you're like a super high, like if you're at a high enough altitude and you, you start to, to lose, like, you, you, you're, you know, what do you do? You, you know, you have to, like, I guess if you, like, cramp up or something, you have to slump <laughs> to your death. But maybe, you know? maybe to be invisible, you have to, like, put in a lot of work. I, I, I don't know why he thought that there were, <laughs> there were primary. And also, I, well, how did this land him a wife? Why was, um, what was so endearing about that? I mean, I'm sure they're very happy together. But what, what was it about this answer? I think she was impressed that he actually gave it more thought than like the, the sort of cursory, uh, than sort of the cursory once over. I think they were, he was, she was impressed that he had an answer that was, uh, that was kind of funny and insightful at the same time. Gotcha. So I think that's, that's when they started uh, dating. All right. Joe, you ready to ask a stranger a question? I am ready to ask a stranger a question. All right, WFMU, you're on the air. Uh, Noah. Noah, say hello to Joe. Joe, say hello to Noah. Hi, Noah. How are you? Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing okay, thanks. Um, Here's my question, and it's one from the heart. Noah, what's the last time you had your heart broken, and how did you deal with it? Last time I had my heart broken. You know, I've been with my now wife for coming up on 11 years. um, Congratulations. And I, I remember very little before before 11 years ago. Um, you know, I would say, and this is sort of a weird answer, you know, sometimes I'm in education, sometimes you're talking to a little kid or something and just they just don't care uh, about what you're saying or sort of, and I think um, there's something sort of heartbreaking about that sort of feeling I have, I'm sort of having a great sort of experience with someone who's younger and uh, they don't even know I exist. And so I would say, you know, that, I mean, I could sort of harp on old, old love that didn't work out, but um, I seem like a different life from my... Uh, J- Joe, does that, does that count? Professional that uh, failure as heartbreak? I will, I, will, I will totally accept that. But I want to ask both of you a question about something Noah said, which is, you know, I, you dismissed, or not dismissed, but you said, when I, you know, I've been with my now wife for 11 years, and so any heartbreak would have to be before that. Is it not possible to have heartbreak within... Uh, ongoing, stable, even good relationship? We'll go uh, Noah well, and then Joe. I think, of course it is. I think when I look back on the times that are, uh, my heart was broken before, um, I don't know, I think those felt much, much worse than, maybe I've been very lucky in my relationship, but I haven't had a heartbreak sort of on that level, uh, at least sort of the level when I was a teenager or something, when it felt all, all consuming. Right. I wonder if heartbreak, just as a general principle, disappears as you get a little older uh i don't know heart failure starts to take over for heartbreak <laughs> yeah, eventually yeah, uh joe what do you think can you have heartbreak even within a fairly stable relationship i think you can it doesn't have to be at the expense of the person the relationship i mean anything you know you can have heart anybody who you put your faith and trust in i think you can be heartbroken by so you know you can have your heartbroken by friends and, uh, you know, by friends, by family members or anything. You know, some people would say that, you know, the sports, you know, their favorite sports team 
you know, <laughs> broke their heart. But I, you know, it's, it's I guess it's just a matter of profundity, like how deep the the heartbreak is, and how you know, and how uh, yeah, how much you feel it, and how much uh, how long it lasts. I guess. Right. You know, the the most profound ones I think are the only you know are the ones that are the ones that are caused by the those closest to you. All right. Well, on that wonderful note, we say. I'm sorry. That's not a funny. Note. That's that's a really down thing to. Should, to should say, I ask anyway. you just like a really silly question, just so that we can change yeah. the mood? When, how did yeah. you first find out how babies are made, Joe? I don't remember. I honestly, that's funny. I don't. I have no recollection of how I figured out how babies were made. You just were it's, born uh, with it. I, I think it's like. I mean, I my. I'm assuming my mom must have told me at some point because, you know, we, my mom was a lot more forthright about stuff like that. My dad, you know, was a little bit more, uh, a little bit, you know, my parents were both Midwestern. I guess my dad was a little, bit, a little bit more Midwestern, but, like, I don't remember, I have no recollection of it. So I should probably thank my lucky stars I'm not a parent because I have no idea how I myself am going to explain to a child how other children are made. I'm like, oh, that's a factory, you know, you, you came, uh, look at the... You see on the back of your head, which you can't, uh, the little uh, made in uh, made in America stamp. Um, you know that's probably how I'll do it. Do you think then, you will? You think you will lie first? Um, no, I guess I don't know. I hope not. I hope I will not lie. I mean, I hope I, I don't know at what point they're supposed to. They usually ask that question anyway. So I'll I say I, I'll, I'll say I'll you know if I become a parent, I will say I will probably try to err on the side of of uh, of being honest and forthright. Good but for you. That's not a very anyway. All right, yes. Joe Joe Garden, thank you very much. Uh, Joe Garden, formerly of the Onion, writer producer for Thing X, which is owned by Adult Swim. Follow him on Twitter at Joe Garden, uh, friend of Ascula. Thank you so much for joining us, Joe. Thanks, Jody. Take care. The number, if you want to play along, 201-209-9368. we got a couple phone lines open, 201-209-9368, with a question you want to ask a stranger, any question at all on Ask Roulette on WFMU. We have Noah on the line, and ready to ask a stranger a question? Who's this? WFMU, you're on the air. WFMU, you there? Hi, this is Rachel. Rachel, say hello to Noah. Hi, Noah. Hi, Rachel. And Noah, um, ask your question. Uh, Rachel, um, if you were to go back to like the 600s, like AD, uh, how, how would you prove that you were from the future? Like, you, you know, you couldn't bring anything with you. Uh, probably my clothes that I was wearing. All right, we'll say, let's say that you were sort of magically there and you were magically sort of in there, whatever the garb was, wherever you were. Mm. Uh, I would probably... Did you say garb, by the way? Garb? Yeah, I just learned that word. Recently. Yeah. I think anything before this century was garb. I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, I guess... My knowledge of the future, but I don't know if they would believe that. Hmm. But uh, I guess that's the only thing I could think of to offer about uh, to prove I'm from the future. I guess. Noah, do you have an answer to your own question? I don't. I mean, it's something I think about because we're so at least I am very removed from sort of making things. I don't know how to make. You know, I wouldn't know how to make metal or something, and I'm not. Wait, that's part of your. That's 
part of your parameters? It has to be something that you made? No, but I mean, I think that's something you could show if you could sort of make something oh, like this. You know, I can predict eclipses or something. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if astronomy is that or, um, right. I don't know. Someone, I asked that question to someone once and they said they, they, they would make peanut butter, which I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Were peanuts around back then? So, but no, the answer is I do not have an answer to that question. Um, making peanut butter. So I don't know how that counts as like an advanced uh, futuristic skill. Well, it seems like that was invented relatively recently. But I think that the that the having to make something to prove is probably the right line of thinking because I think anything, as Rachel, you said, anything you said could just be easily dismissed as you are a crazy person. Yeah. Um, unless you know, you know exactly where you are, and then you could predict something that's going to happen. Very soon, if you happen to know a lot about that era, but clearly Noah referring to everything as garb probably doesn't know much about uh, ancient history. Noah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Rachel, you ready to ask a stranger a question? Yes, I am. WFMU, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, hi, this is uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn, say hello to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Um. Okay. Can I ask that question? Yeah, that's how it works. All right. Um, flap, lick, or fondle? What um, was the first? What is the first option? Slap. Slap. Flap, lick, or fondle? Uh, Doctor Phil, Stephen Hawking, or we gotta write this down, Doctor Phil. Or um. You're making this up. You're just vamping. Well, I had I had three females chosen because I, I heard a lot of men calling in but uh-huh. now I have to change my oh an OJ Simpson OJ Simpson's the third oh I yeah. see because you heard that it was a woman calling in but women can lick and fondle each other <laughs> I've heard Dr. Phil Stephen Hawking and OJ yes have you seen recent pictures of OJ uh yeah it's not good <laughs> no okay Bronwyn is it yeah okay you got the parameters here? I think it's three times. I think there's nine possible combinations here. What were well, the, the three verbs? All I heard was fondle. <laughs> yeah, you did. Slap, lick, fondle. Yeah. Dr. Lick, Phil. Um, Steve, lick, fondle, and what, what other one? Slap. Slap. Like smack. Oh, smack. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to... I don't know whether to smack Dr. Phil or O.J. Simpson. That's really, I kind of want to smack their heads together. Right. Oh. Um, Is that allowed, Rachel? Yeah. Uh, it has to be one person for each category. Okay. That's but I like that your first thought is, who one, am I going to select? One person for each category? Yeah, one person for each category. Huh. Okay. Well, you know, I guess. I guess I'll have to smack O.J. Simpson because of the whole, you know, murder thing. Um, Big of you. So I guess, um, I guess, I guess I'll lick Doctor Phil, maybe in a way that makes him very uncomfortable and uh, and unhappy. He'd probably have a lot um, to think about after then, that. Uh, I guess, I guess that leaves me with fondling Stephen Hawking. I guess I'll I'll just be fondling Stephen yeah. Hawking. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get down to the last, once you set two, it's just it's a no, it's a no win situation with that third third combination. Uh, now, wh- what are we talking about with the fondle here? Where Where is this fondle? Rachel? Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
you know, uh, in a sexual manner, but I don't know how that would really work out with Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, there's a chance he doesn't even know it's happening, which I guess yeah. gives you an out. <laughs> so maybe that's the right combination. Rachel, what do you think? What's your answer? Uh, I probably would have to agree with her. <laughs> <laughs> she nailed it. She nailed yeah. this question. Good yeah. Okay, well, look, let's let's see what – I think we can take some more answers to this question. Maybe online people can tweet us at Ask Roulette and tell us slap, lick, fondle, Dr. Phil, Stephen Hawking, OJ. Slap, lick, fondle. Say that 10 times fast. Or you can call us up 201-209-9368 with a question you want to ask a stranger, any question at all, 201-209-9368 as we play Ask Roulette on WFMU. Rachel, thank you very much. Thank you. Bronwyn, are you ready to ask a stranger a question? Yep. All right, WFMU, you're on the air. Is this Corey? Oh, hello, Jody. How oh, are hello, you? Hello, Corey. Corey, one of our special guests tonight. This is Corey Sika of the All Friend of Ask Roulette. We'll talk a little bit more about who he is and what he does, but first... Bronwyn, go ahead, ask your question, and I will say a line just freed up 201-209-9368 if you want to play Ask Roulette. 201-209-9368. Bronwyn, fire away. Okay, so if you could obliterate any musical genre from the earth, (laughs) which musical genre would you want to get rid of? Bronwyn, you're so good. Um, Wow, there's so many musical genres. Up. I think that I would have to say that I would have to destroy um, what they call indie classical. I don't know indie that classical existed. is it's sort of that hybrid. That's indie or Indian? Yeah, indie. indie. Sitar, oh, no, sitars and tablas Indian. and oh, no, indie. No, right. it's okay. terrible. Yeah, uh, indie classical is that hybrid of like um, you know actual contemporary classical music and sort of like. Kronos Quartet covers of, uh, you know, Lou Reed songs. Uh-huh. And you just get rid of it whole class. Out the door. Uh, Bronwyn, 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 what do you want to get rid of? There you go. Hmm. What would I get rid of? <sighs> you know, I think, I think the only genre that I really can never bring myself to listen to is, like, really, like, grindcore death metal type stuff. I always have to turn it off. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, it's terrible because yeah, my boyfriend are... loves it. So. Really? Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Does he know the answer to your question? How do you survive this relationship? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he actually has a he, he has a, a radio show that's devoted to that type of music, and I'll I'll go in the studio and listen while he's playing it, and I'll be like, "You sound great," and then <laughs> he'll come on, and I'll be like, "Oh God." You just you're sitting there waiting for that indie classical show to come on after his. Yeah, I hear you. Bronwyn, you're, I'm worried that your relationship is a lie. Well, I'm very I'm very accepting about different musical genres, considering that I'm very into uh, outsider music, which is a lot of uh, crazy people making you know home recordings. So, if it, you know he, he accepts he accepts my love of you know mentally ill people. Making crazy recordings, so I I accept his his crazy metal. We accept each other's strange musical taste. All right, Aww. that's that's very sweet. We look forward to tales of your eventual just 
You think you're going to like have a huge your next huge fight is going to be to grindcore or to indie classical? What's going to be playing in the background? It would be better um, scored if it was well if it was in slow mode it would be good if it was indie classical, but if it was like a right. real fight with like lots of jump cuts, then we'd want the grindcore right. blaring right. in the background. All right, Bronwyn, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. And this, as I said, is Corey Seek of the All Friend of Ask Roulette. Thank you so much for calling in, Corey. I love calling in. You have wonderful uh, people there. Bronwyn <laughs> was fantastic. Yeah, that's a good question. We may recycle that for future Ask Roulettes. And we do have some lines open, 201-209-9368. If you want to ask a stranger a question, any question at all, 201-209-9368. We haven't gotten that many of the advice qu- questions. Last time we had someone say, how do I get the grime off the bottom of my uh, frying pan, which I thought was just a really good, useful question to ask. Uh, we had uh, some relationship advice questions, which I know, Corey, you'd be very good. You were trying to take Bronwyn there already, so we could probably have some luck with those. But we're going to ask you a few questions before we get to the next caller. So, Corey, these are questions randomly chosen from the stockpile of Ask Roulette questions. A lot of these asked at previous Ask Roulettes. You ready to go, Corey? I'm sort of ready. Yeah, that's good enough for us. When was the last time you were brave? Um, you know, I live in Manhattan, so I, I don't get a lot of chances to actually be brave. But um, I would say that I just uh, wrote and then deleted a bunch of really mean emails. Uh, and I think that was a certain kind of bravery that I didn't tell people to stuff it and instead took the high ground. Does that count? Wait, so wait, what was explain your bravery there again? I know it's sort of a stretch. It's more like it's more like fortitude, really. The, right. uh, uh, you know, you refrained writing, you know, from telling people off, and that counts as bravery. I refrained, yes. I think that counts in in, in the life of Manhattan and, when we're you know our liberal coastal elite, you know, ways. <laughs> I think that counts. Yeah. Um, well, look, if that's the the last thing that te- that really tested your fortitude, you're living a wonderful life. The end of the world. Had, what's that? I was going to say, I haven't intervened in, like, you know, someone beating up their girlfriend right, on the street right. in a few years, fortunately. Right. I will do that. But, I, no, fortunately, no one's done it in front of me because I always end up getting punched, too. Yeah, but there's, a, there's, there's some bravery in standing in there and taking the punch. Okay, the end yeah. of the world is in 24 hours. What do you do? 24 hours is a really long time because, you know, you can't really – I mean, I probably, I'm such a hippie, I'd probably just go to the beach. You know what I mean? Like, let's go to Coney Island. And you would spend your full 24 hours there? You wouldn't try and pack things in? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, again, living in New York, like, I would definitely be happiest getting out of New York City, because you know what it'll be like. It'll be people putting on funny hats in Times Square and, like, being obnoxious and loud, and I would just want some quiet time. And maybe a little bit of sex, but mostly quiet time. Yeah. Uh, uh, sex on the beach, you know, Venn diagram. It'd be interesting. I think really, if it was the end of the world, I think all heck would break loose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's just for you, I think, is this question. Somehow, so maybe, well, no, it does say end of the world. Huh. So maybe maybe going to the beach, getting away is the right move. Um, there's actually, the next question in line happens to be about the same thing, which is, 
Will the World End in Fire or Water? And why that one? Is this a Game of Thrones? This may be a Game of Thrones question. <laughs> it sounds Game of Thrones-ish. Uh, I'm only on book three, so don't, I don't yeah. know if I know. Uh, the, uh, I, I frankly, I, I mean, obviously I vote for water. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean with your, what uh, with your beach uh, you yeah, know, fetish? Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, it's, it's coming sooner than we think. I'm happy to be in my, four, I was just down in Florida with my mom, who's 70, and I'm 40, and um I was like, you know, enjoy your time in Florida now because it's at sea level. And then we laughed and we're like, I don't have any children. What do I care? Let them all drown. Uh, It's coming, but, you know, we'll skate through, which is nice, probably. But your your immediate thought was global warming. Oh, absolutely. Certainly. Certainly sea rise. There's certainly the coast. Right. Though I do do think that there's a chance that, you know, as the seas rise and there's less – we're, go- we're going we're going places with this conversation right now, but as the seas rise and there's sort of less resources, that it may end up being fire, right? If everyone's crammed onto smaller and smaller pieces of land, uh, it would be the water rising, but the vi- the actual end of the world will be like scorched earth, fire. I kind of feel oblivion. like too having like having like recently been in Venice and stuff. I I kind of feel like. Well, you know what? Manhattan's just going to, like, get rid of the ground floor, and we're all going to move to the second floor, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just don't buy in Red Hook or whatever. Right. People make accommodations. So, but, you know, fire, that's sort of all over that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. What was the last thing you stole? Ooh. This is actually on my list to ask someone later. Isn't that funny? Uh-huh. Um, I just stole your, it, stole your idea. Uh, it's been a really long time. I have an explicit no thieving policy. I'm very careful about not stealing. I think probably actually um, the last thing I stole was an idea, mm-hmm. and it was which in your in your friend. line of work is a pretty big uh, transgression. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a major offense. Now, in my defense, I, I'm sort of a sponge. Like people say things around me, I pick up their phrases. People, you know, have ideas around me, and I think, oh. Like two weeks later, I think, what a good idea I'm having right now, you know. Uh, but I, someone had been talking to me about writing something for like two years, and he was clearly never going to write it, and I just packaged it in my mind. And then I accidentally sort of wrote it myself, and he was very, very angry, rightfully so. But uh, I definitely stole that. Was that unintentionally. It wasn't as good as a good shoplifting. I didn't even get a thrill out of it. Gotcha. Um, do you want to say out loud what it was? No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, do they know? They don't know? Oh, no, they know. We've had a long talk about it. We had to talk about his feelings for a long time. Which oh, is great. boy. You know, he's a yeah. very dear person. It's worse than going to jail. I mean, I felt bad, but, you know, come on. Yeah. Um, all right. If you could be in any 90s sitcom, which would it be? I don't remember the 90s. Let's see. <laughs> that's that's going to be my next question. <laughs> the 90s were a really long time ago. I would say that I would want – I don't – I would not want to be on Seinfeld. That would be terrible. You know, I definitely – I wouldn't want to be on Roseanne either because I don't want to go back to Illinois. <laughs> um, what about Murphy Brown? There was something so cosmopolitan about Murphy Brown. You would be pretty miserable on Murphy Brown if you were there right now, knowing what you know now. Oh, I don't know, you know if that's the I, point of this question, actually. Is it that you are a character on that show or you are you right now stuck in that sitcom? I, I like a baldy executive woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've I think always I feel been really that. comfortable. Would you rather lick someone else's armpit or have someone else 
lick your armpit? Oh, dear. <laughs> the questions have come to this, have they? Um, I'm sort of agnostic. I'm not really <laughs> a super fan of either, I guess, since I have to choose, because that is the rule yeah. of the game. But it sounds like you've uh, thought this through. Uh, uh, or at least been presented with this uh, choice before. I would, I guess I would prefer to be the receiver. Uh-huh. And would you rather have Dr. Phil, Stephen Hawking, or OJ uh, doing the licking? That was really a wild question. Uh, that was a really good one. Uh, I'm going to go with OJ. You'd rather, so you want to get your arm, so it's established now, we know. Corey Sika of the All wants to get his armpit licked by OJ. Moving on to the next question. Uh, would you be willing to reduce your life expectancy by five years to become extremely attractive? Reduce well, your life expectancy by five years. And before you answer, I'm actually going to say that a line just opened up 201-209-9368. If you want to get in on Ask Roulette, we have a few minutes left. You can get a question in 201 209 Nine three six eight to play Ask Roulette on WFMU. Okay, Corey, the question again, sorry. Would you be willing to reduce your life expectancy by five years to become extremely attractive? And I'll say you're like super attractive right now. I know that for a fact, but let's talk about extremely attractive. I mean, Jody, as a smoker, I think I've already made this trade-off. That's true. That's exactly right. So, but, you th- uh, but the problem yeah. is you think it's only five years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, of course I would. I mean, I, mean, I, I would, of course, want to hedge and want to know my actual life expectancy. I wouldn't want to – if I was going to drop that at 50, I don't think I'd make that deal. But, you know, in general, I'm extremely vain, and we all know that people get ahead in this world for looking good. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Five years, sure, whatever. So let's push the bar. Ten years? Fifteen years? No. I think I draw the line at like six or seven. Really? Yeah. So you think that it's only the last six or seven years of your life that are really kind of like descent or whatever. Before that, you actually have some living to do? <laughs> no, I'm not, it's not like I'm thinking about it as an old person. I just think that, uh, you know, think about how much time you waste sleeping, watching TV, you know, reading quality literature. If you you know, knock all that out, you can make up six or seven years right there. That's true. Uh, What is the most scandalous thing that you've done this year? And we already talked about the stealing someone's idea, so got to come up with something else. This is really sad. I might not have done anything scandalous this year. Is that possible? You know, I used to be really scandalous, but as a man ages, and a woman ages too, I'm sure, your interest in creating scandal really... uh, Slips away. I, I have uh, I have walked around naked outside this year. You've walked around naked outside. When was that? Uh, the other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to tell us exactly uh, the the situation that led to that? No. Okay. The, uh, no. You know, you're you're at, yeah, you're it at happens. the beach. You know, things are nice. It's a summer evening. The weather got I'm nice. Feeling, yeah. Uh, I'm okay. going to put on pants to go outside. Right. Corey, you ready to ask a stranger your question? I'm always – bring on a stranger. You have a great crowd there. All right, and the number again, 201-209-9368. We got a line or two free as we cruise towards the finish here on Ask Roulette. We can sneak you in, 201-209-9368. WFMU, you're on the air. Who's this? 
Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Hello? Who's, the, who's this? Hi, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, say hello to Corey. Corey, say hello to Elizabeth. Hi, Corey. Hi, Elizabeth. All right, Corey, ask your question. I think the question for Elizabeth is, what's the thing that you look at the most on the Internet that you feel bad about later? Oh. Ooh. Um, hmm. I feel bad about later. Um, I don't look at it. I usually just, it's pretty boring. I don't look at anything rather scandalous on, on line most of the time. Um, I think that thing that probably makes me feel the worst later is when I click on the site for um, abused animals. <laughs> Because I want to help, but it's so painful to see. I click it off, and then I wind up thinking about it for hours later. Gosh, that's that's terrible. Yeah. Um, but what you your thought is? I maybe I'll adopt this pet, or is it just some sort yeah, of like it, it try, empathy in, in, porn? In earnest, you know, it's a site where you can help animals, um, and just by looking at them on the internet. It's just too painful. It's too painful to look at. Gosh. <laughs> well, I thought the answer was going to be porn. Uh, I was pretty sure that was going to be the answer when you started asking it, Corey. Uh, <laughs> but that is a that is a serious answer, um, Corey. Th- right. Did you change? I just, um, before you say goodbye to Corey Seeker, did you change your question when you heard that it was a woman? No, I was trying to get I was trying to get psychic vibes through the uh-huh. through the phone lines here. Honor. Do you think the answer would be different for a man? I mean, do you think it would be porn, or are men just not ashamed of that? No, I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking porn necessarily. I was really thinking, uh, like, sometimes I feel bad when I read, um, like, dumb news websites, you know, all kinds of different right. things. It's not even, like, gross stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, feel right. bad. I feel bad when I look at Petfinder, too. I, sometimes I think all those... But this isn't Petfinder. This is, like, abused yeah. Petfinder. Abusedpetogler.com. Like right. That. This so is like that ad that's on TV that makes us all feel yeah, terrible. It's the internet equivalent. Or else by tomorrow, that kind of oh, gosh. Elizabeth, you're a good person. Yeah, you're a really good person. I mean, you're you know not as good as a person who adopts all those pets, but a very good person, <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> I, got, I got a full house. Yes, understood. Um, okay, Corey Seager of the All, thank you very much for joining us. Party on, guys. All right, take care, Corey. Um, Elizabeth, you ready to ask a stranger a question? All right, WFMU, you are on the air. And we have one more line. We could probably sneak in a few more calls. 201-209-9368. Who's this? Hello. Who's this? Hello. Yes. Hello. Elizabeth, who are you, who's Elizabeth talking to? Who? Who is this? Can you hear me? Yeah, this is Max. Hey, Max. Say hello to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, say hello to Max. Hi, Max. All right. Hey, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, ask your question. Okay. Max, would you rather be rich or famous? And why? Rich or famous? Rich or famous. Uh, rich or famous. Uh, probably rich, I guess, right? Like, you can't. You can't, uh... And it's not, it's not, there's, there's no, it's like, uh, if you are rich, you are not famous. And if you are famous, somehow you're not rich? Correct. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I figure if you're rich, 
you could probably end up buying fame if that was important. Not, not, not part of the question, I don't think. If you're, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go rich. I'm gonna go rich because, like, you know, uh, Elizabeth, like you, I am uh, uh, just an amazing person, and at least I could give away my riches, but I can't give away my fame. You could buy all the abused puppies in the world. Yeah, I would just. What I would do is be rich and then uh, adopt all those pets and then uh, give them to Elizabeth with all the money. Oh, that's very nice. And then you would be. Then they'd put you on Good Morning America, and you would be famous for your good yeah, good I'd be deeds. Super famous. Um, Elizabeth, how about you? I would definitely prefer to rich. You would definitely prefer rich? Is that what you said? I prefer rich, yeah. Famous would probably be fun for a week or so, and then I think I'd just want to be left alone. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, okay, Elizabeth, thank you very much. And is it Max? Max, you ready to ask a stranger a question? Sure. WFMU, you're on the air. WFMU, you're on the air. Who's this? Dave, say hello to Max. Max, say hello to Dave. Hey there, Dave. All right, Max, fire away. Dave, what was the last lie you told? The last lie I told? Oh, uh, probably about the number of women I've been with. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you, you told that lie recently? Uh, yeah, just uh, yesterday, actually. Did you um, go over or under? Oh, oh. got to go under. Yeah, you never want to go over. You lied down? When you're in high school, then I think you go over when you're in high school, but then actually after you get to a certain point, then you start lying to the under. And this was to a man or a woman? What's that? With, you, with the, to a woman. You lied to a woman and you downplayed. What number did you downplay to? I, I downplayed to the, to the lower 20s. You downplayed to the lower 20s? That seems high... A high level to downplay, too. I'm getting some nods in the studio here yeah, from Andrea. Uh, that seems I like, like... I feel like there are uh, high school people still lying right. there in high school and going with low 20s. Well, like, if right. If they downplayed it too far, then it wouldn't be believable. But she doesn't know. She doesn't know anything about you. Well, she, she, knows, that, she knows enough about me um, to know that I'm probably not the... Uh, been with the only girl since you know my high school girlfriend, and haven't been with anybody since. Kind of, you know. So. Gotcha. And what did you lie down from? Uh, well, I don't know if we needed that one. Doesn't need to go all the way out there. But let's just <laughs> say there's uh, there's enough notches to go around the belt a couple times. <laughs> and approximately how many notches are in the belt? And we'll do and we'll do the math. Well, I, like I got to say yeah, thirty-four like ways. The way that you handle that. Dude. Um, um, Max, how about you? What's the last lie that you told? Uh, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, I, I lied to get out of uh, lunch with my mother. She's not listening to that. Wait, say, say that again? I lied to get out of lunch with my mother. Oh, well, she obviously, she doesn't listen to WFME, right? <laughs> Definitely not. not. And, and I'm having lunch with her tomorrow, so gotcha. know, I, can get, uh, I can't get in that much trouble. All right. Matt, thank you very much. And is it Dave? Dave, right? James. James, yeah. Oh, James. You're still with us. Thank you very much. You ready to ask a stranger a question? Sure am. And we can probably sneak one more person in if you call in right now to 201-209-9368. 201-209-9368. But James... Here we go. WFMU, you're on the air. Who's this? Can you hear me? WFMU, you're on with James. You're playing Ask Roulette. 
Hello. Is this me? Yes, it is. It's you. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. That's uh, fine. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Uh, so my question is... What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Pump the brakes. You have to answer a question first, and then you get to ask a stranger a question. So say hello to James, and what's your name? Hi, James. My name is Jim. End Jim. confusion. Sorry about that. Jim, say hello to James. James, say hello to Jim. And James, ask your question. All right. So for the rest of your life, you only get to have one. So not one or the other, and there's no variation from it. So you either get to pick music or sex. So if you pick music, you get you can listen to music, you can hum music, you can do everything, but you never get to self-pleasure or have sex. And if you pick sex, you can never listen to music, hum music, or get any kind of satisfaction from music. So one or the other. Do you want me to answer this question for me or for you? For you. Oh, for well, unless you really know James. <laughs> yeah, answer it for uh, you. Well, I mean, does anyone ever not say sex? I actually ask this question quite often, and it is usually it's a, it's a pretty big stumper, and I actually kind of get music more often than you think. Really? Giving up What's sex. What's the argument for that? Man, that's a tough one. Well, especially when it comes to females. Females uh, pick music a lot more often than males. Um, but that's why I put in the precursor that you can't self-pleasure or hum, because if you don't do that, if it's just straight sex or just straight music, then music gets picked uh-huh. almost all the time. But it's when you throw in the other half mm-hmm. of it, then usually then that's when sex gets picked more. And I love how humming is the musical equivalent of masturbation in this question. <laughs> but it's right. It's true. It's essentially self-pleasuring through music. I think the lesson is men have to step up their game so women answer music less often. Well, I think James has clearly stepped up his game if he's downplaying to lower 20s, but that's the previous question. <laughs> um, okay, so sex is your answer. And um, I, I actually think that that's a tough one. I think you would just go crazy without any sort of music whatsoever and probably not enjoy I don't, and life, anything. Though, that's true. What kind of groove can you bring to sex if you don't have music? Right, if exactly. you can't even hum, that's which is usually you, what... You have to have the tempo. <laughs> yeah, how, how are you wow. going to keep rhythm if you don't have music? And can't hum, which is usually my go-to move. But on the other hand, why have rhythm if you can't use it in, in bed? Man, we could just go round and round on this one. <laughs> this is a tough one. Um, James, do you have any sense of what... um? What the breakdown is? It's just you think it's just gender? No, it's not. Uh, it's not always gender. It's usually, um, actually, probably about sixty-five percent more towards music until you throw in the no self pleasure. Then girls still stay probably about fifty-fifty with it, and then guys pretty much drop down to like twenty percent music after that. If you can't do self pleasure, the guys just are like, "All right, I'm out." All right, James, thank you very much. Absolutely. You guys take care. All right, take care. And, you know, we have to wrap here, but I'm going to give you a chance to ask the question you were going to ask a stranger. You can ask it of me, and I will answer your question for you. So fire away. Okay. Um, My question is, this is an an actual case. Um, If you're contacted by a childhood friend, like a beloved childhood friend who then became troubled, and that's why you haven't spoken to him for many years. How, what medium should you use to respond? Texting, email, calling, meeting in person. And did you say he was a troubled friend? Yeah. He was a dear friend, and then he became a troubled friend. 
And right. that's why many years have passed without hearing from him. Right. That's a really that's a really tough one um, because I think that there was a time not that long ago when phone was obvious, but I think people have become so bad at using the phone, myself included, uh, that I would probably do a 30-second phone call to arrange an in-person meeting and then try and talk it out. But that's a great question. We can take people's answers to that uh, at Ask Roulette. But we got a wrap here for Ask Roulette on WFMU. Thank you very much. Thank you to all the callers. Be sure to check us out at askroulette.net. We've got a live show at Housing Works Books on July 19th. We're going to be in Washington, D.C. on August 9th. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website at askroulette.net. The podcast features excerpts from our live shows. Thank you very much to Andrea. Thank you very much to Nick the Bard. Thank you to Ken. This is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU. Thank you very much.